eavesdroppers, welcome to Flapping Our Lips. There's three sisters talking about random things. We invite you to eavesdrop on today's conversation. So in honor of Women's History Month, this, this episode, we'll talk about something or a comment that was in the news. And the comment was made by Kim Kardashian, where she said, I have the best advice for women in business. Get your effing asses up and work. I'll keep it clean for this episode. It seems like nobody wants to work these days. She goes on to say, you have to surround yourself with people that want to work. So how do you interpret that comment about getting your effing asses up and work? I think I interpret it as she's talking to all women who go to work uh, maybe own their own business, maybe they don't, maybe they work in a corporate setting and seems to think that uh, women just aren't working as hard as they have the potential to. And so get off your duff, do more, and you'll be more successful, maybe in her way of defining success. Yeah, I would think that she was, I would interpret that as her speaking to women in business who either own their own business or are in a position of power in business to make those type of decisions. I probably wouldn't have thought she was talking to the everyday woman who was just showing up for her job. And so, uh, yeah, that was, that's what I thought she was talking about. I thought it was every woman everywhere who went out of their house and worked. I did not um, take the time to think if it, who, what audience she was referring to, because it wasn't clear. She did say women in business, but women in business could be women working for a business. So in my mind, I just said, Hey, you're talking to everybody and that they don't want to get up and work or, you know, and they want to, you need to surround yourself with people that want to work. Well, everybody doesn't have that uh, opportunity. So I definitely thought it was to the general audience of women. So I mean, I could um, see definitely where you could where you would go with that like that, yes, because there was really no clarification in her statement. She didn't say women like me who, you know, I am a reality star, I own a shapewear business, I've done this, you know, people like that. She said, like as you said, women in business. There was no clarification. It was just definitely umbrella women. And yeah, it that's I don't I don't know, Kim. I don't know. You might have wanted to clean that up a little bit. Well, if I interpret it as women in business, I, I could only speak to it from the lens that I have, which is somebody that goes to work every day. And um, I think about the women who work in the same places of business that I do that just don't have the power and influence uh, to make decisions. Uh, all they have the ability to do is show up and do their own best work. Um, they don't hire people necessarily. They don't supervise people necessarily, but they still work hard for what they're able uh, to receive. So I can understand why women in general might take exception to what she said, because uh, many of them are doing their, uh, their best work. Um, but having said that, I did uh, read a post of someone who questioned why is there so much animosity towards Kim? Because she herself is an entrepreneur. Um, and she said, basically said, the only thing that I received was my education 
courtesy of my parents and everything else I had to work hard uh, to receive. And I certainly respect that. Um, but there are lots of other people don't, that don't even get an education courtesy of their parents. Absolutely. Your parents may not be able to afford it. You or you went down a different path and you chose not to pursue higher education. And she herself is uh, pursuing her law degree through a different means. It's an an, uh, opportunity that doesn't present itself to everyone because you're not um, able to go to a law firm and say, hey, I want to be an intern and I'd like to pursue my law degree with you overseeing me on these cases. That's part of your celebrity status that allows you to have those opportunities. And so to your point about um, women in business who go to work every day, I am one of them. I work with a great team of women who work extremely hard at what they do. And you're bound by laws, policy in the office place, procedures in the office place that you have to not only follow those procedures, but you have to follow whatever procedures you need to, to get the work done. So you are working duly hard to make sure that you don't get fired for breaching any procedure. You don't get in, you don't get fired for workplace violence. You can't curse your colleagues out, and which is something that somebody who works for themselves may be able to do and not get an EEO complaint, equal employment opportunity complaint. Um, and that other part of the statement, if I can go on to say, surround yourself with people who want to work. Uh, I don't hire these people. So if you hired a lazy bumpkin and that person is sitting next to me, uh, I, I can't say, hey, you're lazy. Get out of here. You're fired. I have to just deal with it. And I'll probably get lazy bumpkins work because the work has to get done. Then you have to go through progressive discipline. And so, no, I can't surround myself with people who want to work. And I may not be able to change my work environment that easily. You know, I think you always have a choice. You could either say yes or no. That is a choice. But how how easy is it for you to exercise that choice? And I think, you know, on another level, let's also think about, you know, the access other women have to um, people for advice. You're coming with um, a whole uh, corporate organization behind you to offer you legal advice, to offer you financial advice, to do your hiring for you. for that. Right. You can pay for that. Exactly. Uh, not everyone, not it. every entrepreneur woman, not every woman in business has this entity behind them helping and holding them up. So again, uh, she's also coming with a whole lot of money behind her that exactly. oftentimes entrepreneurs do not begin with. Exactly. Right. They just come with the hard work on their backs. That's it. And maybe YouTube University or something like that to help get them on their way or whatever their natural born skill set is to go out there and market and get themselves out, their product out, their business out. So how is that not hard work? How is that not getting off your effing butt and working? Exactly. You know, we we just, just be cognizant that everyone's journey don't look like your journey. Everyone's ability to be successful in business is not necessarily the same path you and your family may have had to get to where you're going, where each of you can have your own cosmetics line, your own 
alcohol brand or own this brand or own that brand, which all feeds off of the brand. same brand. Yeah. You all feed off of the same brand and you were able to branch off and become different branches, but not everyone has that opportunity. I definitely think about the women out here, black owned businesses who are out here doing their hustle, putting their stuff on YouTube, you know, just just really, really trying to promote themselves to be noticed and to and to generate business. And and they are working against in, in many instances your brand. And you're the one right. with the biggest right. presence. Absolutely. Look at Juvia's Place Cosmetics, right? Fantastic colors, great concept for women of color, but that's it. They're not getting uh, bought up by Cody Makeup and then getting a billion dollars to do their business. And I'm sure uh, she worked extremely hard to put a good product out there that would benefit women of color, not only women of color, but all women all shades and still not getting that uh those accolades for such a great product yeah because you don't have that name yes absolutely and i think that's what kim has failed to fail to recognize uh but let's talk about what kind of you know i think we can all speak from the we can all speak from the vantage point of um a woman who go into the workplace and uh, do our best work every day. And I do think in that setting, there's a limit to the power and influence that we all have, but we do have a little. Uh, You know, I recall having a, a coworker who she just always advocated for herself. She did not let anyone um, uh, make decisions that she had to follow that she didn't agree with without at least advocating for herself. And so to me, that's a level of power and influence that we have as individuals and women, men as well, but women in particular are known not to advocate for themselves when the opportunity presents. What what other ways can we um, advocate and influence our own experience in the workplace? I think one is strengthening your connections. You know, as a certified introvert uh, who I could probably work on my networking skills a lot more, I think that sometimes you work in a silo or you just say, I'm going to get this work done. And that's probably part of my personality. I'm going to take this on, do this task. And you don't always reach out to your colleagues and friends who can work. Um, And I've been working hard at that to say, I'm not here by myself. I'm part of a team and try to strengthen those connections and build those relationships so that you can empower yourself to say, hey, or or realize you're not alone that, you know, to your point about advocacy, maybe there's somebody else who's going through that same thing and you can work together to strategize or say, we don't like this new policy or we, we do the work and we realize it's not maybe beneficial to us. So guess what? We need to talk about it and present an argument as to why we may need to select something or go on a different path. So I think strengthening, strengthening those connections, um, in and outside of the workplace with people understanding who you work with, uh, is very important. I would agree as also an introvert who, uh, tries to live in an extroverted world. I agree with that. And I also am challenged to 
not only network, but also to keep the connections. And I would like to add to that, perhaps, you know, taking a moment to take a step back and actually taking an inventory of yourself, you know, because it has to start with you. You, if you, if you're constantly in a space where you feel like you're not heard and that you're invisible, people aren't seeing you, you might have to take a step back and look at yourself and figure out what it is that you're doing or not doing that gives people that perception of who you are. And, you know, once you take that inventory of yourself, maybe start uh, trying to find ways, whether it's to seek people or read books or whatever you may need to do to start trying to ease yourself out of that position so that people do start seeing you and you can at that point start advocating for yourself because you have to you have to start it has to start with you i think that's great advice uh, and uh i'd like to add um uh, what about what do you all think about seeking mentors as well? You know, we all don't know everything, and there are other people who have wonderful advice that could uh, perhaps help each of us learn and grow. And so, I've come to learn that having mentors uh, is another way that you can work to increase your power, your influence, your skill, ability, knowledge as well. I agree with that. If you are able to find someone in your field that you think or is willing to mentor you is also very important. Um, that's also maybe a paradigm shift shift for some organizations that don't necessarily have established mentorship programs, or you as yourself have to get out of that shell and say, I'm going to seek someone who is doing something that I would like to do. I think, um, also, you need to celebrate your wins. And I think a lot of times we go to work every day and perform and do the work without acknowledging that we have successfully done the work that we were paid to do. And we lose sight of that. And I think you'd have to take a take, take stock and take a step back to be present in the moment. Like, wow, I'm actually performing and doing well. Forget your performance evaluation. Forget any little critique you may receive because that's just part of the nature of business, constructive criticism. Celebrate those wins. I did this. I was successful at, I got this out. I was able to keep up with my work, the pace of my work. That is a win that oftentimes we don't celebrate and we don't acknowledge for ourselves without anyone else having to give it to us in the form of a, a good word, a raise, a bonus, it just is something I think we need to practice on a daily basis. Yeah, and, and remember, mentorship doesn't have to take an official pathway. I have been benefit of the beneficiary of, you know, just women who have taken the time to work with me. And it was just in a very, you know, unofficial, casual way. And it's, it was really about, Hey, um, I'm trying to do this. Can you help me with this? And, you know, it took a path of them taking the time to feed into me and invest in me. And it wasn't an official path. It wasn't anything sanctioned by the workplace, but it was definitely about, you know, sometimes you just have to approach someone who um, you feel comfortable enough with to say, hey, I see that you do X, Y, and Z and you do it really well. Do you mind if I come sit with you at lunch or 
do you mind if I, you have some extra time to spend with me? And, you know, just understand that mentorship could take many paths and, you know, it doesn't have to be officially sanctioned, but it could be just you approaching someone who you admire and who you hope will take the time to vest, to, to vest, um, to feed into you. So just, you know, mentorship has many ways. What about, what about those women who you approach who are not welcoming or who are not willing to help you or who appear to be standoffish or you've approached them and they're just downright nasty and catty? How do you, how do you deal with those situations in the workplace where you want to work hard or you want to do your level best and you don't feel like there's any support? Well, if they're not a part of your chain of command, I say uh, keep going in the other direction because you don't need to associate yourself with those kinds of individuals and avoid them at all costs. Or sometimes it's the keep your enemies close uh, strategy and, you know, that that may be beneficial. Um, But if they're the person that works for you, the two things I I would say is do your best work. document that best work so that there's no question. Uh, I still say advocate for yourself, but maybe not to that individual, other individuals who have influence um, uh, as well. And, you know, ask for what you want, speak up and, and don't be shy about it. Um, And navigate yourself to your next next best opportunity. I actually worked early on in my career with someone who just was seemingly not nice. So I employed a flattery uh, technique to this person. Morning, how are you? Oh, wow, good to see you. I mean, I was killing her with kindness and it was like nails on a chalkboard. I could see it. This person hated it, but they had no other, they could not, they could not, um, get away from me. They had nothing to go on. And this was just a, you know, a regular administrative person in the office. It wasn't as my superior. She just was always just mean and nasty for nothing. And so I was like, "Mm, good opportunity. I'm going to kill this person with kindness. And it worked. Well, see, so sometimes that's the route you have to take. Sometimes, you know, you, we have to put on our, uh, our hard shell and we continue forward, whether it's killing them with kindness, whether it's, you know, just, you know, smiling in the face of adversity when they come for you, whatever it is. I mean, clear. I would think that, you know, if you're approaching someone, whether within your direct line of report or somewhere else, hopefully there's a little discernment of the person observation of how they interact with other people before you, you know, you forge ahead with your strategy of seeking this person as your mentor. But yes, killing them with kindness is always a good strategy. (laughs) So I know we've been, we navigated our way through uh, Kim's comment and we talked a, a little bit about the power and influence she has. And um, hopefully our eavesdroppers recognize that we have some power and influence of our own uh, in in business and in, in, and in the workplace. And don't take for granted that you don't work hard. You know, we all work hard in our own ways, even if it's working hard at nothing. Uh, there you go. So, you know, 
It's been great. I think this has been a really interesting topic and I'm glad you all were able to spend some time with us. So we say thank you for eavesdropping with us today. New episodes post every Wednesday. To share our comments, say hi, recommend topics, or ask for advice, reach us at flapyolips at gmail.com. That's F-L-A-P-Y-O-L-I-P-S at gmail.com.